Oh, sir, I don't like it. Everybody, it's uh, it's No Sir Pod. I'm your host, Carmen Morales. It's a podcast where we talk about shit we don't like with funny as fuck people. Today is no exception. I have the very hilarious Mike Kaplan. Hello. Hi. How are you? I am wonderful. Other than here's this is not at all a pet peeve. Oh, but, okay. Uh, my girlfriend just sent me a text uh, that said, "Do you have time to listen to my troubles?" And oh. so I'm just gonna write back to her real quick. And <laughs> say that i don't <laughs> is that is that good or bad for you where it's just like oh not now honey can't do it <laughs> you're the best and i love you but daddy's busy <laughs> at least she asks you know what i mean because there's a lot of there's a lot of significant others that uh, just expect you to always be available for that oh, without no, any, my, any consideration to my girlfriend is the best i love her so much and i uh i wish you weren't here <laughs> uh, it would be so much much better. No, if uh, I mean it's actually for the best that you you arrived slightly. Uh, like let's say there were two times that we discussed, mm-hmm. and you you arrived on the later side, which is totally within mm-hmm. reasonable. Like, but if you hadn't, like then she w- if you if you came here on time, then and this would have just like lingered in nothingness. Yeah, and she would have been like. Can you listen to me? Yeah, and, I and then an then hour, you guys would have been like, oh been like uh, you you hey you don't love me anymore. You yeah. got all the anxiety of uh, of you not being able to respond. Yes. So that's good. So I'm glad everything worked out, and yes. you don't have a problem with your girlfriend. Yes, fuck yeah. No, How long no. have you guys been together? Three and a half years. Nice. Yeah, that's great. Still counting halves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, just how like long have you guys kid? been together? Uh, 80 and a half. Yeah, 80 and a half years. Yeah. 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 Eight, uh, 50 and three quarters. Yeah, we're all, almost 51. Yeah. <laughs> that's always like, that's a sign that you like somebody when you're still counting halves. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, it's it's great. I want it. I want it. I mean, I'll say four. Well, four why not? Yeah. Five. five. It's basically five. <laughs> yeah. It's almost 10. When you round up. Yeah. Yeah. If you get closest to 10, I've ever been. <laughs> it is my longest relationship. Oh, and three and a half years. Yeah. yeah I've never. Happy. I don't think I've ever gone anything over two and a half is probably the longest for me. Uh, I understand. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was like you once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. About a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's so you asked me how I am. And I think that all that qualifies as an answer. I love my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I want I'm I'm happy to be there for her mm-hmm. uh, when I when when it is possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it is often possible and always desirable. Nice. So. That's a good sign. Oh, yeah. So it's always a, a sick, especially because comics always bitch about their girlfriends in general. Like I, that's one of those tropes that I find super annoying where it's like, I'm pretty sure you're the bigger emotional burden on this relationship. <laughs> and then you're constantly bitching about her over something trivial. Oh, yeah, I don't. Uh, I I don't. I strive to not do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I succeed a fair amount. Uh, she, she's real good. Of course, we're human beings. And uh, when oh, yeah, we, we fuck live, up all the time, live and know one another uh, and engage uh, frequently, mm-hmm. regularly, uh, there, there are always challenges. But uh, certainly publicly, uh, I never, uh, it's never my goal to be like, this is what she did because also like she, you know, we're all, we're doing our best. Yeah. We have, we have positive intentions for ourselves, for one another. Uh, even if there was something uh, that 
we like if there are ever times when I'm like, I wish something was different, like the thing that I can affect change in is myself. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah. my girlfriend always striving to make me realize that I can also be better than I am right now. <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> yeah. will you she, know what I mean? <laughs> will she let up? She won't because she loves me and cares for me and herself. And I do my best to do it for her too. <laughs> Man, you're right. That's not as funny. I get it. <laughs> I mean, it seems funny right now. Since yeah. <laughs> doing pretty well. But yeah, it's always anytime I I ever saw a comic do shit like that, I'm always just like, oh, you're probably you're probably the problem. <laughs> yeah, my my the new hour of comedy that I'm uh, doing right now mm-hmm. is basically almost all about our relationship and also my like history with relationships and mm-hmm. you know being like a- as we all are uh imperfect mm-hmm. uh and learning uh you know, trying to try you know, sort of like give myself advice give my past self advice to get to where I am now and uh and still continue to try to advise yourself to be better in the future no I'm perfect now no. and uh yeah <laughs> I duly no, noted. You, you now, just want to be clear that was a joke, and uh, I'm ca- currently yeah. If if you're perfect, you don't say you're perfect. That's uh, that's, that's for a sure. Classic yeah. classic blunder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I of course still don't know. I didn't know three years ago that I'd be here now. Didn't know ten years ago that I'd be anywhere near where I am now as sure. a human being, as a relationship partner, as a you know society member as uh what all the kinds of beings that i am so man i don't even know i'm just getting started (laughs) so give me some of the difficulties that you had to overcome in order to get to this place uh i guess uh i like uh, what do you think that was like the hardest thing to make like uh, so far as self-work that took oh there's lots Mm -hmm. uh i guess like i had a relationship like 10 years ago that i i sort of credit as like the first time where I felt like we would argue and then she was like, can we stop? And I was like, no, why, how, why we're not done. Yeah. You know, we, what, uh, and I think the sort of the punchline of it, if it, if, and when it were a joke, where was, oh God, this is, this is one of the, <laughs> the struggles that I have as well is, uh, you know, finishing one sentence. Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, I do comedy for a living, but, uh, one of my problems is, uh, talking, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the thing that I find pretty hard. Um, I mean, I can talk, but the good thing is like stringing together meaningful thoughts, I guess, so that other people Ooh, understand them difficulty. like yeah, one at a time. Yeah. Uh, that's the name of my cult. Diffy culty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. So I remember the the idea was like we can't stop arguing until one of us is right and both of us are sad you know yeah uh and so that's a thing that like in my recent relationship i've been encouraged uh by my girlfriend and by myself now i'm like okay like to realize that i'm generally speaking very fortunate very like uh societally speaking uh in my own life like you know my parents were teachers we lived in a house that i i grew up in mm-hmm. uh i there was always food uh i'm treated uh i'm a straight white male you know mm-hmm. the, the things i i got uh i won you yeah. know i uh you got I'm, a decent hand dude yeah, yeah. yes i'm yeah. so all i gotta do like one time i went on uh you gotta not rape and pillage and then you usually all right i'm doing my best yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pillaging so fun. <laughs> I didn't know. I thought everyone liked 
I'm not even sh- pillaging. I don't even know technically. I hope it's not a horrible, horrible thing. Is it just, is it stealing? Is it knocking things over? I think it's pillaging is like you level a village. So mm. the raping part is the, the person uh, aspect and then the pillaging is all the property damage. Glad I chose that. Yeah, property yeah. damage. <laughs> so fun to break things that don't have any feelings. It or, is. Yeah. It is very fun to break yeah. things. So much so that they even have places here where you can pay to go break things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Feels I, good. Yeah. So, yeah, I was. Those Vikings yeah. were onto something. Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd they go? What yeah. happened to them? Uh, <laughs> so I when, I was on the Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson years ago, and uh, he, as it was like taped in advance of it airing, and so he like finished his segment at the time. Sure. And then uh, somebody introduced me, and I came out. So like he didn't even specifically like shake my hand on on the show. It just like appeared later. But right. but he did shake my hand outside the room as I was about to go in, as he was heading away. And then he he says to me, "They are a great crowd. Don't fuck it up." And nice, uh, what, how encouraging. <laughs> yeah. And so that's uh, that's what I'm saying. Like my role. In uh, in society, like I've got in in a relationship yeah. too, is you have a great audience. Obviously, you chose this audience. Oh yes, and yeah. I am the audience for her as mm-hmm. well. We are we both have each other on you know we're both on equal footing and hopefully have each other on pedestals uh, at times and like are you know here to both learn from one another, help each other learn, uh, be there for each other. I. Yeah. So growing up, I was like told that I was very like that. Like my parents, like you're smart, you do good. I was like, yeah, you do good. I'm like, it's well. They're like, see, that's what we're talking about. And um, they're like, not, not actually, mom. And they're like, we're the teachers. Shut up, kid. Mom, actually, yeah. (laughs) And uh, so I, but that's the thing that ultimately, I I don't know if everyone knows, or uh, I certainly, uh, I don't know everything. And uh, but I like really, it seemed, it felt like. I thought like, oh, everything's everything's going great. Like things are working, so that must mean that I'm doing the right thing, as opposed to like the path is clear for me. Yeah. Uh, like just don't fuck it up, you know. And uh, it it took eventually, you know, becoming an adult, meeting lots of uh, you know different people with different backgrounds and experiences, like learning that you know it's like to I to learn comparatively how difficult it could have been. Yes, sure. And and also now you know there are difficulties in life such as you know whatever the it's not like i was raised perfectly had the perfect internal external experience like i still have uh blind spots as well that are constantly being revealed we have like maybe things that think like give me an example what's a blind uh, spot uh so my here's a thing that i think uh that i probably would have thought earlier in my life is true of like moms like i would have been like moms are always talking about food you know and mm-hmm. maybe some people's moms are but like my girlfriend's mom might maybe not you know like not my, my girlfriend's mom's different mom than my mom like you know moms are not a monolith you know mm-hmm. uh pretty fun <laughs> uh never thought about that pretty good uh and uh, oh really i'm just gonna pat myself on the back a little more for that one uh, like, <laughs> well you really, are perfect it never, makes sense i mean i didn't even but i never had that before now now i am now yeah now, now. um but uh the point is that my mother talks about food in a specific way, and uh, maybe it's a cultural thing, maybe it's her family. Who, uh, but there was a time when, like maybe a couple of years ago, I would get off the phone with my mom and with my girlfriend. I would be like, oh, why, why does my mom talk about food so much? And then my girlfriend would be like, oh, why does she talk about food so much? I'm like, oh, no. I yeah. apparently also – and she's like, yeah, you, you talk about like, – so in ways, I was like, oh, the, a blind spot was – that the thing that you were complaining about your mom that you yourself do exactly yeah and so I'm like but but 
I love me and I and I love my mom. Like so there's no problem. It feels like a problem. It mm-hmm. feels like, you know, because the the relationship that you have uh with a parent or or you know with whoever, like with anybody, like you're it's uh it's no it's it's hard because it's subjective. Like you feel like I mean, I feel like that I had the truth at some point and the truth was like a person did a thing and it made me feel a way mm-hmm. when in fact, like if I do the same thing to my girlfriend, she does not feel that way. Uh yeah. and and so it's not it's not in an inherent thing. You know, the th- the ways that we are made to feel or the ways that we feel like come so much from within us. Or and so like now yeah, our own personal yeah. context. Yes. Mm-hmm. So my girlfriend, uh, like, not- sometimes, like, if she is uh, in need of sleep, uh, then she she's she might feel a way. If I am in need of Be food, irritable. yeah, yeah you might I feel, might yeah. feel a way. And so it's not like as simple as if we we have a tense interaction, and she's like, "Have you eaten?" And I might be like, have you "That slept? doesn't have any that doesn't have anything to do with." Well, yeah. I guess I haven't, but that's yeah. I, but the thing. <laughs> well, my that, feelings are still valid. God damn it! Yeah. yeah, but and they, but in the moment, it feels like there's some sort of objective reality to the way that you know th- we feel. The the feelings are of course valid, uh, but, but they're not reality. Yeah, the feelings are real, but they're not reality. Yes, and mm-hmm. it, and they're not permanent, mm-hmm. and they needn't be. Uh, and I can then potentially make make choices uh, if it's as simple as eating or or acknowledging the feeling that I have, the mood that you I right. have, which you can, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's that's the thing. Uh, all my examples would be about food. That's uh, food, 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 food. food, food, food. <laughs> yeah. Are you food obsessed? I mean, the thing the thing that I'm one thing that I am working on now is mindful eating. Like I am I'm vegan and I've been vegan for 17 years and I was vegetarian a few before that. And so I've been you know, there's some vegan food that's like not as healthy as others, but I'm endeavoring. Oh, yeah. Some people yeah. just eat Oreos and yeah. think that that's like good. And it's like, oh, you're going to you're going to die for sure of diabetes. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll probably die, too. But, yeah, who knows? Haven't, <laughs> well, haven't we're all going to die. Still, still, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know about me. I haven't yet. So uh, except for every moment, different person, different molecules, difference. Yeah. Um, so I I have been more recently uh, thinking even even more about like what. Not only what I'm eating, but how. Uh, my girlfriend read this book called "Women, Food, and God," essentially about uh, I haven't read it yet. Uh, about mindful. Is it the, the like your body's a temple type of mentality, where so you put in good uh, resources for your machine to operate the best, so then you can be a better spiritual vessel to and be probably yes. Connect with God? Again, haven't read it, but also in addition to what you're putting into it, how you're putting into it, how mm. you're spending your time. Cool. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sta- this is a place that I'm staying that isn't my home. Uh, and th- it's never said that to me before. Uh, but uh, yeah, what a what a weird situation. Yeah. Just, um, there was a ding that said somebody was at the door, which was uh, it was very bizarre. Uh, so. Mindful eating in, for me now. Like, so what do you mean? Like how much you chew and shit or like what, what do you mean? How, yeah, how you're so, eating some of that. And some of like putting the fork down between bites, uh, like eating slower for mm-hmm. for one thing. Like I eat fast, I uh, naturally like or, or eat fast, or talk naturally. fast, fast yeah. Yes, exactly. What do you mean, talk fast? What? Uh, <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Okay. I'm just saying yes. you could be an auctioneer if I you understand. ever choose to leave stand up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you've sold me on the idea of becoming an auctioneer. What, what's the problem? What are you talking about? Why are you laughing? Okay, great. Good. What is this? funny? Fair enough. Okay. Sold again. Okay. I'm buying it back. Uh, wait, that's what sold means. You sold, sold it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. You buy it now. Yeah. Um, do you buy it? Okay. I bid. I bid. Uh, so here's a, a joke that isn't my joke, but I'm like, it's a street joke that I'm like, I kind of want to have it because it may it leads to something else that I'm like, I want to talk about this, but it's weird to do somebody else's, you know, even if it's sure. not, I don't know who this is, but so there's this, uh, guys driving a truck the podcast, perfect place to do somebody else's. Yeah. So two guys driving a big truck, they, they're in the middle of nowhere. They come to an overpass and the overpass has a sign that says clearance, uh, 12 and a half feet. And they're like, they stop the truck and they get out of the truck and they measure the truck to see if it's 12 and a half feet mm -hmm. and their truck is 13 feet. And they're like, oh, okay. So then one of them, they look around, look at each other, and one of them says, I don't see any cops. Let's go for it. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that joke. I think it's so funny. And that's also how, in some ways, I've been eating, mm -hmm. where, like, if I get to the point where I'm like, I'm almost full, uh, but I love what I, but the food tastes so good. So my stomach, my brain doesn't know that I'm full yet. So quick, nobody's watching. Yeah. yeah. Eat, <laughs> eat real fast. Enjoy it quick. And then, then you'll, you won't get in trouble. I'm not in pain yet. Yeah. So shove it all in. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, uh, it doesn't fit. Yeah. <laughs> you, there's, you no, there's just yeah. no room. Yeah, there's like, literally no room. Who am I trying to put one by? Yeah. It's me. There's only so much luggage you can put in the trunk. Yes. It's literally that. Yeah. So I'm like, but what if you, what if I smash it? What if I cr what if I cram it in there? I'll bungee it. What and if then I, yeah, yeah. We don't. It doesn't have to close. No, it doesn't have to close. Why? Yeah. And then uh, stuff just comes bouncing out. And mm -hmm. you're like, oh god, <laughs> <laughs> not even getting the nutrients of being in the trunk. The metaphor's done. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, uh, it's yeah. the same kind of thing where it's just like you need to. You got to monitor yourself. You got to take care. Yeah, I get it. Mm -hmm. And for a thing like you know, I'm not. Uh, I would say that I'm not an alcoholic. I don't drink now, uh, partially because I've like, alcohol has never made me feel like the best. Mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes I have fun while I'm drinking, but more times I have fun when I'm not drinking. And I feel like anytime that I had fun drinking, I could have had fun not drinking. And <laughs> sometimes when I drink, it makes me not feel good. Right. Uh, and I have yeah. a weird thing. Like when I drink that, uh, every, like if I'll have just one cocktail, I'll get a headache. It's so bizarre and it won't have anything to do with like sugar or anything mm. like I just it's just so bizarre like just randomly if I have one drink I'll get but then I'll have four and I'll have no headache at all. It's a very bizarre thing that my body does. I don't understand it but yeah and so the thing for me is now I'm like oh now I'm like I don't drink. Now I I don't drink. I'm not like I'm sober. I don't want to you know yeah. appropriate the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the language uh, but it, it feels better to me. Uh, and the, like, I would, I was fine. Like, yeah, but I can't do that for food. Like I can't be like, food's a problem. Let's just not do food, you know? Right. So it involves. That's always why it's the hardest to be able to fucking maintain. I mean, I think that's part of the reason why so many people in the entire country have an issue with food is because we have to eat it. But, and then it's just like, but it's very difficult to make those, you know, more conscious choices. I'm like, why can't I just have one secret uh, way to be one, uh, just one, <laughs> one answer to everything, and then I just do that thing. Why, yeah. why, why do I have to be present in every moment? Oh, I get to be present in every moment. Okay. Oh, it's a gift. Fine. Fine. <laughs> yeah. 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 Thank you. That's good. Good gift. Good gift. Anyways, Thanks. let's get to my pet peeves. Yeah. Let's let's talk yeah. about the shit you don't like. Uh, so it's funny. I have uh another a joke. I have a lot of jokes about positivity and i understand there's also of course there are things in the world 
that warrant uh, addressing and being like, everything is perfect. People are starving. People are victims of Genocide, all kinds of suffering and war and disease. Mm. Yeah. Um, and but for me, the, the thing that I one one way I like to think about things is in my own experience, either on stage or in life, I'm, I strive to for my own well-being. And I think the well-being of others, uh, I do my best, is to talk about the small good things and big bad things because if i talk about big good things i feel like that's kind of like thrown in people's faces mm-hmm. and but now like you're the, bragging yeah yeah but the small good things be like oh we can all experience you know oh look at this mm-hmm. tree or whatever uh whatever whatever the fuck you know yeah look at this, look at this fucking tree <laughs> this look, fucking piece of fucking shit tree sh- yeah just look at it providing enjoy the shade fu- and smell home for squirrels and other shitty adorable leaves roses yeah. <laughs> uh fun uh and then big bad big bad things which are you know like the systemic uh Mm -hmm. like shitty things that are going on that we have to take like you know as big steps as we can or little steps that lead to bigger things like to so you celebrate locally and bitch globally yeah yeah i like it and so because similarly to like if i talk about a big good thing there's issues talking about little bad things you know when i have so many things that are so good like you know it's everything in context like of course if uh if i miss you live in a sweet life that's why you're bitching about you know ketchup or whatever yeah exactly Mm -hmm. oh i mean uh, yeah mustard's way better Uh, big fan mustard i'm actually team mustard as well well. yeah brown Mm -hmm. mustard my favorite uh Uh, you've ever fuck with coleman's that uh, fucking spicy it's like a spicy uh english uh, Uh, mustard it's very nice and so i'm not like ugh, mayonnaise why mayonnaise i'm Mm -hmm. like mustard yeah Yeah. mustard dude mustard go mustard Mm -hmm. um but so here's the thing that so yeah big Big bads and little goods seem to be the things to try and f- that help me focus in life. And so with that What's an framework, example of a big bad and example of a little good? Oh, I mean, a big bad like white supremacy, mass incarceration, you okay, know, okay. homophobia. Fair. And uh, yeah. <laughs> little goods. Uh, a little good thing, you know, just... Uh, if I w- wake up in the morning and I I meditate, I can meditate. I I can write. I you know wherever I am, you know. It- so it's the little controlled, the controlled uh, things that you can contribute to your betterment of your own personal life. And or just and one of those things could be like uh, thinking about a thing that I am grateful for. Be it like you know right now this this mm-hmm. is uh, we we had we were at lunch together yesterday uh, with a bunch of comedians. Another wonderful uh, communion. Us potentially a, a big thing, but in a small thing like people just gather at a place to eat it's all about food see mm-hmm. and now here we are because of that lunch because of that food place here yeah. we are feeding our our spirits nurturing nourishing creativity yeah. uh you know riffing all of those things yeah and so those th- yeah these are all i i guess i mean in some ways you know art love friendship uh beauty mm-hmm. th- these are big things as well but the the small manifestations of them you know like singing a little song to myself like you know making something up like having having a fun podcast you know getting yeah. to know a new person small small good things that yeah. that almost anybody can do in you know at some point in some situations i think it's it because and i think it's because of there there being so many big bad things that it's hard like that shadow overcasts all of the little things and i think that's ultimately how you get to happiness with a big h is being able to celebrate these beautiful little tiny things yeah. the big concepts come i think like it's almost like if you put love and art and beauty in a fucking salt shaker and then you sprinkled it over your life yeah. you know what i mean you're gonna get tiny little bits of it That's, and then you go mm, 
yum yum. And also, even none of the words are enough to capture like the the reality of any situation. Sure. But there's a a Zen story I heard once about a a Zen master who he always said everything was. He said he always said he was okay or things were okay. Just everything was always okay. Okay. Yeah. And a student was like, "How can that be? How can everything always be okay?" And the guy was like, "Well." If I have a good time, if something nice happens, that's okay. And if I have a bad time, something not nice happens, that's okay. Yeah, so, it's literally the like a a spiritual gray area where you have like because because that's ultimately what Zen is is like it's the when the waves go up and down, you stay in the middle. You know what I mean? And or you go where they are. You right. are where things are. Like if you're, there have been times where I have been like, I feel bad. Why do I feel bad? I don't, I'm not supposed to feel bad. That makes me feel worse as opposed to being like, oh, I feel bad. There's no supposed to. I do like so much of uh, where anxiety that, that comes from. That I think from. is like, yeah, I think yeah. that's, it's allowing yourself to feel bad. Oh, this is grief. I'm allowed to grieve. I'm allowed to feel bad. Something bad happened. Yeah. I need to react to that. That's very safe and okay. Instead of being like, Oh, yeah, it sucks that I yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it sucks that I feel away. Why do I feel this way? Oh, why, I bet other people aren't feeling this way. And then that's a weird rabbit hole to go oh, yeah. around. It yeah, can spiral. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so with respect to the concept of pet peeves, when you told me that you know the, mm-hmm. that was sure. sort of the the idea, the discussion, the focus, uh, I do. Again, this is my my real and life. And it doesn't all yeah. have to be like the, it's oh, little bad things. No, it no, could I, be any. Yeah, gotcha, it's gotcha. literally anything yeah. that you don't like. Well, I mean, the thing one time behaviors. I mean, types of people. I mean, don't get too racist. Oh but. no, no. <laughs> I'm racist against racists. Uh, You're like the so, Dexter of racism. <laughs> there's yeah, take them down. Uh, so that's good, good, good pull. Um, two things. One. I, I sometimes talk about this on stage. The idea of a pet peeve is something such that like, I'm not telling anyone else to not have pet peeves, but for myself, having pet peeves, if I were to have a pet peeve, like pet peeves are my, because they they continue to like, you know, grow and spiral out of like, ah, oh, pet peeve, you know, and you're sort of in the same way that if somebody's like, you're going to hell for that. I feel like hell exists in that moment, in the feeling mm-hmm. of, oh, that that's where you're going to, you know, like, it's like, wow, why well, you're thinking about it, you're imagining it, it's in your head. So for myself, uh, I will say I don't have pet peeves, though. If I did have a pet peeve, it would be one of my pet peeves would be pet peeves. And also then I will tell you one more that because the only reason that I say all that is to introduce the concept of, okay, I also don't like when people honk, like when honking, Mm -hmm. uh, like when if I'm in a car, if I'm driving and the light changes and then like half a second later, honk behind you, honk, or even like seven cars. One time I saw, you know, a car, eight cars back. Like the light oh, wow. changes and that person honks like they don't know that, you know, an old There's lady somebody still could walking. Be, yeah, yeah. Still crossing. And it's like I'm like, how about I mean, if I if I were in charge of the rules and here's the way that I do my rules, and I probably probably used to honk, you know, and now I would only honk in danger. Like yeah. A, a good, good reason. <laughs> like actually, hey, you're going to be hurt. Yeah. But if you don't. Yeah. Quick out of the. Uh, and I sort of the joke is like I in the past would just like turn into I'm like I don't like honking I don't like it honk, I don't like uh, I don't like I don't and like you turn into the thing that you hate I'm like yeah. I'm honking at honking I'm like boo honking no honking you know mm. that's why I don't like I only like to do it in this uh, controlled measured way where I'm sort of like doing penance in advance disclaiming being like okay this is this isn't the way and it is the way that I feel but I only like allow myself to descend into it, you know, like while it's happening, yeah, yeah. while I'm, while it's happening, I want to be like, look, 
who knows what kind of day that person had? Who knows what kind of life that person has? Who knows? Like, I'm I'm happier to be where I am in a place of greater awareness uh, beyond yeah. where I I used to be. I used to hunk. I yeah. used to. But I'm like, but if I if I could, if everyone, hey, how about these for rules? If you're, if there's a car in front of you and they're the first car at the light and it, it changes and they don't move, wait one second, literally one second, and then you beep. There's a little beep. And, yeah, but, it's when they hold it on yeah. there because because that's so much more aggressive because so many people are on their phone now too that when people stop at green oh, lights yeah. i give them a little boop like it's just hey look up yeah and hey, look up and if you're say you're not the second car say you're the third car wait the one second and see if then the second car does it and then wait one more second wait however many seconds you are you get a second a car the first car so the eighth car shouldn't be honking until eight, eight seconds. seconds yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, until the lights already changed yeah <laughs> and then there's nobody to honk yeah. at because they already yeah. went maybe yeah maybe <laughs> Maybe after four, maybe yeah. everybody can honk after four. I don't sure. care, but definitely yeah. people are, it's like, people are like, I'm going to ready to do it. And mm -hmm. I, again, and I, I know this, or I don't know what anybody else has experienced. I know what I've experienced. I know I've been in cars driving and like, see like somebody in the lane next to me. And I'm like, are they going to get over? Are they going to try to cut me off? Are they going to get here? And I'm like preparing my anger and then it doesn't happen. I'm like, oh, what do I do that for? Yeah, what? that was a lot of extra uh, emotional work for no reason. That's like, uh, there's this, I just realized it's like this Ramdas story. Do you know Ramdas? Not personally. Ra uh, but you've you've heard of, <laughs> yes. you're familiar with. Yeah. There's comedians who know Ramdas personally, but uh, <laughs> I also don't know him personally. I mean, I do uh, very personally, yeah. but I uh, never met him. Never met him, but know him very well. And uh, yeah, he's, we're all one. He's in here. Um, Ramdas, spiritual teacher, once presented a story of a man uh, floating uh in a boat like through the fog and then another boat slams into his boat and he reacts hey you know hey, hey, hey what are you doing watch where you're going, going. and the fog lifts briefly a bit and he sees that that boat has nobody in it it is just a free-floating boat and he's like who am i angry at yeah, like where is yeah. that where is it from and where's it for and that's you know of course uh I'm not telling anyone, even myself, uh, I'm not immune to reacting to things, but it is valuable for me to have that context, that frame of reference that like, I don't, I don't want to be mad. I don't, I don't want to like, there's, there are things that I want that I'm, that I could be angry at, you know, the large, sure. the big things that mm -hmm. I'm like, I want to help change those things. I want to help people, you know feel better and learn and grow. I want myself to have those things. Uh, but, and so, yeah, if someone's like, do you want to, you want to be angry? You want to not be angry? I want to, I'd rather not. Yeah. I'd prefer uh, to not be angry. Yeah. I'm like, if I have to be, it has to be, I could be at something good. I yeah. think a lot of times people get angry just because uh, it's, it's just a f fun to feel period. Like if they don't have a lot going on, like, or, or maybe they don't have a lot of those small little things that we're talking about that the anger bec becomes a replacement for them. So then you collect a bunch of small little things and then you're still doing you're doing all of those things, but in a negative sense versus a positive sense. Oh, yeah. I'm all about collecting things and experiences. Mm -hmm. I would I would say that I'm historically a maximizer, you know, trying to trying to gather all the great experiences of life, you know, uh, listen to all the good podcasts, sure, read, a, sure. read all the good books, listen to all the music, mm -hmm. like watch all the movies, get all the watch all the sunsets, enjoy all the friendships like, oh, God, I can't. How am I going to, you know, yeah. and 
it cuts to a point where I'm like, try if you're if, I, if I'm trying to cram everything in, then at some points I'm like, I gotta run, I gotta run from here to there. I gotta, and you know, I come to LA, I I live in New York. When I come here, I'm like, there's a lot of beloved friends that I want to see. I and you just I, run, there's just not enough time. They, I can't see everyone one on one for hours time. and hours. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm like, oh, two people come to lunch. Okay, well, that's that's also different than one person. It's nice to have. Well, mm-hmm. I'll, I'm like, I'll be here. What? Well, who knows? You know. But uh, it does feel good uh, as a person who talks fast, eats fast, you know, operates quickly. Fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, fast. We're doing fast. Oh, so fast. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> fast gets done much quicker than quickly. So, uh, yeah. so <laughs> half the syllables. Give it a shot. <laughs> Touche. What was I thinking? <laughs> you know the thing. I don't know who this is. Uh, never use a small word when a diminutive one would do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, as as I am now. Oh man, it's it's so interesting because I feel like earlier in life I might have projected forward and been like, like the less time I have left, the more I'll want to like move faster, keep gathering, keep. Oh, the idea of procrastination? Uh, like the closer I get to the deadline, the more I'll get done? Uh, or that I'll want to. That I'll want to be like, quick, get get more, you know, keep mm. keep going, keep filling, keep maximizing. Yeah. Whereas now I'm like, oh, if I, like, you know, instead of if I had four appointments today to, you know, have a tea, a lunch, a podcast, you know, mm-hmm. a friend hang, a show, like that's, it feels productive and it is enjoyable. But also if I had, you know, Instead of like I did, I have a thing at nine thirty this morning, and I had a thing at noon, and I had a thing at one thirty, mm-hmm. and then this is at three thirty, mm-hmm. and then I will have. <laughs> I'm like I'm doing my best, and I have a tea at five thirty, mm-hmm. and then a friend's show at eight, and my show at ten, and that's a lot of things in a day, and sometimes, and I and that feels good, but also you know it feels good sometimes is a day where I don't have to go anywhere yeah of course the, 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 the it's a vacation especially when you're when you're like a 1099 and you're no, you know like people like, i remember somebody the other day was asking me like when was the last time i went on vacation and i was like what do you mean doing a gig at a place that i would have visited you know what i mean like that's oh, yeah like there's no like so the, the like there is something to decompression not just for your back but for your mind yes. you know and uh i think those it's important to be able to give yourself I mean, it, it goes back to the Zen thing. It gives for the silence and space and uh, and time to to just exist. There's a, a book that I, my girlfriend and I read. It was sort of like a page a day, a story a day, a fable, a, a meditation, an affirmation, a lesson of some kind from this guy, Alan Cohen. I forget the name of the book, but one of them that really stuck with me is that, you know how... It, when you start your life, the first few years of your life, they call the formative years of your life. You're forming like from kind of nothingness yeah. to somethingness, it seems. And from a gestational glob to yeah. a, you know, a little baby human. And mm-hmm. uh, if, if you're not fed the right food or enough food, uh, if you're not cared for, uh, if, you're not, you know, if you don't have enough human touch, uh, then that, those formative years can you know, be debilitating for your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Alan Cohen uh, shared the idea that each day there are the formative minutes of the day. And that sometimes we start the day looking at our phone, like getting, hitting the ground running, the alarm's going, we got to go, we got to go. And he suggests, and it makes sense to me. And so now I do when I can, when I have the, fortunately, like my, my work doesn't happen at 9am. Yeah. So I can often, uh, unless I have to, yeah, or wake up whenever 
without an alarm. Mm-hmm. Wake up when my body wants to wake up. A luxury. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm I'm very grateful for that small thing for me, which might be a gigantic thing for many. And I often read uh, from a Buddhist book that I'm uh, right now in the middle of Pema Chodron's Becoming Bodhisattvas. And I read a few pages uh, and then I meditate for between 10 and 20 minutes usually. Mm -hmm. And then I do my writing, uh, this sort of just free writing of some kind for the morning. Yeah, a little Julia Cameron, a little artist way. I do, yeah. Morning pages. 750words.com is what I use. Mm And uh, and those are those are the formative minutes of my day. And sometimes I'm you know I'm not immune to being like I wonder if anybody I tweeted something right before bed. Did anybody did anybody look at it? But I do my best to like not look at email, not look at social media, not look at anything except yeah, for formative is like you. So you're still you're feeding yourself and taking care of yourself. All of those things that we just talked about in your formative years. Yeah, providing that in the first you know hour of your day, and yeah. then and then. You grow up to the rest of the world yeah, and be, and able then, to be better uh, prepared yeah. to, to handle it. You got your pepper shaker full of, <laughs> full of small good things. Yeah, small good things. Yeah. And so then your food's going to be better seasoned for the rest of the day. Food. You, just, <laughs> you cram it into your face as fast as you can. Good food. Don't even good. taste it. Good. Don't even yeah. taste it. Yeah. Just get it in. Yeah. Eat. Live to eat. Don't eat to live. <laughs> Wait. Other way around. I did it. I almost had it. Son of a... Son... Of a. Son of a. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's uh, that's good and and also uh, difficult. It's, it's one of those things that's just, it's easier to not take care of yourself in general. Like, it's so much easier for you to just be um, like something that's part of something else as opposed to like your own individual entity and being able to take like looking inward and stuff like that without being you know, like a narcissistic asshole. You know what I'm saying? Being oh, yeah. able to take care of yourself without having to be uh, uh, annoying. Can I, I share something that I just realized? Sure. That, uh, so honking, as I, if I had to, you know, like, like I said, mm-hmm. to name a pet peeve that was not the meta answer of pet peeves themselves. Yeah. Uh, Which, why? Why do pet peeves bother you? But um, also, wait, finish what you're saying and then tell me why. Yes. Uh, so honking the thing about it, like, what does honking mean? Honking means impatience. Honking means I want to get somewhere else. Honking mm-hmm. means, uh, and so one of the reasons that I don't, that it doesn't make me feel good is it's like jarring and loud. And it's if you like don't that expect, alarm clock ah, and you're yeah, not used to that. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah, that's not my favorite thing. I mean, maybe you live in, sometimes you live in a city, like I hear some, some cities in Asia, people, it's just all honking all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. I live in New York. There's a lot of honking. For sure. It's not supposed to be, it's illegal, but there's a lot of they honking. still do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's how impatient they are. Is they don't care that they're breaking the law on a regular basis. And I'm thinking now, like my my thing about mindful eating, my thing about slowing down. I'm like, oh yeah. I mean, honking. It's it's because I have been an impatient person that that is the thing that leaps out to me as a thing that. So it's a, like a, it's like an auditory mirror yeah. that's being held up to you. Ooh, auditory mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, coming. Soon to HBO uh, <laughs> to compete with uh, Netflix. Yeah. Uh, like uh, this is different than Black Mirror, right? Yeah, so totally, 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 half <laughs> yeah, the words are different. You gotta yeah, listen yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not even you don't even look at it. Same. So, so there's nothing, just a wall of sound. Yeah, <laughs> just look into it. Um, I do want to answer your question, but also I want to say one other thing. Uh, so that was that was really that was a valuable discovery. One time, and maybe this will actually answer your question. Um in a way that also I kind of already have, but I will 
illuminate further for myself and hopefully us all. I have very lofty goals. Big, big thing, big things. So little mm -hmm. things coming. Uh, one time I read uh, an interview with, I think it was, I, I guess it doesn't matter who, but it was like a celebrity. Uh, and they said, they were asked what their biggest pet peeve was. And they said, my, my biggest pet peeve is when someone lies right to my face. What? Uh, or, and either that or talks about me behind my back, but either whichever one it was, I was like, that's not quote unquote a pet peeve to me. Like, I feel mm -hmm. like a pet peeve is like, you know, fingernails on a chalkboard, you know, thing that makes a little, like a pet peeve is usually a little. A mild annoyance. Yes. Mm -hmm. Whereas like my biggest, and so I guess the joke I wrote was like, you know, my pet peeve is like when people, you know, just stab me, you know, it's like, ah, Yeah, it's kind really? of a bummer, but it, I don't really like it. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> hurts my feelings and my <laughs> nerves and wherever they stabbed me, you know, oh, yeah. my feelings. <laughs> Um, and so I remember, so I think the reason that pet peeves are the, are a pet peeve, a pet peeve is because people don't know what it is. And because of the, the definitive, uh, one of the, the most archetypal, uh, or prototypical pet peeve is that it is small, is that it is a mild annoyance mm -hmm. and that those are things that I think pet peeves sometimes occupy a larger, a disproportionate, uh, you know chunk of one of a person's of my attention i mean i do think that obviously like talking about it like this thoughtfully mindfully there can be you know growth and connection and sort of like sure uh like definitely there's there's a quote that i like from uh the book the prophet by khalil gibran where he says the greater that sorrow carves into your being the more joy you can contain and ah so it makes a, a whole the hole bigger for you to be able to fill the hole with joy. Exactly. Got it. Okay. And so maybe, you know, some, but here's the you thing. You hear that is, yeah. with all your dead people? <laughs> <laughs> the, the bigger the grief, the yeah. more joy you can have, baby. But don't go forward making bigger holes. Yeah. Like, you know, just use the holes that do naturally appear. <laughs> the ones that are already in your past. Like the yeah, same way Yeah, don't be that, a cutter. Calm yeah. down, guys. Yeah. Don't, don't cut the hole bigger. And... Uh, the like the idea of like if somebody like started blaring a horn right now it would feel real good when they stopped but i'm glad that they're not starting you right know? right 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 uh so that's why if again so i guess i guess you've cured me i won't i will no longer say that pet peeves are my pet peeve uh i they're now it's that uh, that's who i used to be <laughs> i've really grown <laughs> I've grown to accept. You've, you've grown it. It's so much in 40 minutes. It's oh. been great. <laughs> oh, man. I thought I'd get here by an hour, but 40 minutes. We really, really <laughs> made progress. Thing. Well, you're yeah. fast. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not to be confused <laughs> with quick. So <laughs> That's funny. You're funny. <laughs> What's well, also, uh, that bothers me that somebody said that their pet peeve is somebody lying to their face. Oh, sure. Or talking behind their back. Because most of the time, people are incapable of being confronted with something that has legitimately bothered them. It has to be sugar-coated in some way, shape, or, or form, or used flowery language, very delicately put, because a lot of times people can't handle that mirror being directly on them. That's why they can't stand blunt people, where they're like, hey, you're doing a thing I don't like. And they're like, what's their fucking problem? This person has no couth or no tact. And it's like, oh, you just can't handle the way that they communicated the thing that's bothering them. And also, it's not to say that, objectively speaking, one person communication style is the way that is good and that person's too sensitive like there there ought to be 
hopefully in a relationship where you are being blunt with someone for sure. a reason. Like there's reasons and ways that you like in a friendship or in a relationship, mm-hmm. uh, you want to have like the same kind of communication libido, the, you know, the mm-hmm. same like, yeah, you got to qu- be on the same wavelength qualities yeah. and quantities of like, uh, one thing in my relationship also that is a challenge sometimes is that when my girlfriend, uh, feels challenged by you know like let's say she had a long hard day at work uh and she wants solitude and space whereas if i have uh something challenging that i'm experiencing you want to be comforted you want closeness you want those things yeah so so if we're both in in a place where we need then we are not in exactly the same place but you know so i i learn to comfort myself in those times and know that she like she just if her tank is empty she can't uh, provide anything offer anything, anything. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so she is she's filling her tank i can't you know, we're we're both we're kind of like you know learning from one another episode to the 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 point of a person i think it is good for like i think there's a book i forget if it's like one of the freakonomics type things that uh maybe i didn't read but my girlfriend told me about uh everything that i know is from her uh <laughs> i am my girlfriend and um but it's we're that, the same person yeah. there are these i think uh, I think it was Korean pilots, a pilot and co-pilot or multiples. That oh, this, I think I know this. This is from, this is Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's it. It's the, um, what's it called? Outliers. So, yeah, and the thing where uh, in the Korean language, I think, or in K- Korean, like, cultural norms, a person of, you know, lower status, like the co-pilot. Or Does not ever the, question the pilot Somebody, mm-hmm. even so they were saying things not directly like noted they noticed a problem that would eventually lead to the plane crashing that they they heard i guess on the in the black box recorder mm-hmm. the the co-pilot being like hey the indicator over here have you like do you like do you want to look at it would you be yeah. interested yeah. in looking at this indicator over as here? opposed to being like, like dude there yeah. is a yeah. problem yeah yeah um, not being so, able to yes. do, again that's the, the not being able having to communicate indirectly versus directly when yeah. even even in a in a sense of when it's severity is necessary and there are ways to be so directness is important at times and also one can be direct without being like quote unquote an asshole yeah you know? sure um and like i was one time on a train in boston where i lived uh and i was just trying to be a singer songwriter. And I went to a, uh, an open mic, uh, at one point. And the guy who had hosted the open mic was, uh, like a hippie looking dude, very specific look, these braids and, uh, his outfit. And I saw him on the train, like you know, days later, a week later or something. And I was, I was like, Ooh, he was like a celebrity to me. I'm like, Oh, you were the guy who hosted the open mic. You yeah. Know? Uh, and he was like, Oh yeah. Hey, Hey man, but didn't remember me. It's not, sure. not important. I was Nobody to him, but I like, we're on the train going the same way. Like, and I sat and I talked with him for, I don't know, probably a minute or two. And then he was like, Hey man, uh, it's been great talking to you. Like, I'm going to go back to reading my paper now, but you know, I hope you have a great day. And like, that was a very, it, it wasn't the, he wasn't like get away from me, but right. it, he, he was very, like, but I'm just yeah. done with this um, interaction. He clearly communicated that, uh, he didn't, however long we were going to be on the train, like he's not obligated to talk to me for a half hour. Like sure. he's not as excited to talk to me as I clearly was to talk to him. Mm-hmm. So he did what he had to do. And, uh, and that made a lot of sense. Like, I mean, being, being polite is, uh, is possible sometimes politeness and indirectness might 
coincide uh, and in, in some cases, but it's good to, it can, it's good to practice being like polite and direct sometimes. Yeah. I think there, I think especially with, uh, with being out here and you, and you see it in New York where there's like bigger comics and stuff like that. And everybody constantly trying to seek out their attention. Like you have, at some point you have to be at least somewhat direct to be like, I can't do this anymore. You know what I mean? In, in, in a nice way, because you're also, these people are trying to shower you with adoration, but at some point you're like, I'm going to have, I'm going to finish having dinner with my family. You know what I mean? Look directly into my life. (laughs) I just want to have dinner with my family. It's all about the food. (laughs) My mother is here. Exactly. (laughs) But it's, uh, but yeah, there, but there is, there is something to like, to also, uh, being able to understand that that it's checking your own ego too to be like oh i am i am not obligated to acquire this much of any other person's time especially somebody that you're not have any real connection with already it's nice uh my my friend zach do you know zach sherwin mm-hmm. zach and i talk on the phone frequently as we are very good friends oh nice and part of our friendship talk and, about a brag oh uh, i'm sorry everybody <laughs> i said i only like to talk about small things but uh, my friendship with zach is a big <laughs> it's a big one big friendship time <laughs> okay so one of the things like here's how uh, a conversation might start where let's say you know, he has 10 minutes in between uh, working on a thing and doing another thing. And so we'll call, we're like, we got 10 minutes to talk. Uh, if one of us has, like, a big bad thing, like a big challenging work, personal or otherwise experience that That's we want to share. That's going to probably acquire more than 10 minutes. Uh, or or ju- even, if, even if not, but if one of us has one of those, then we'll sort of be like, you know, try to feel each other out in the beginning to be like, do you have any, hey, what is on your mind? What is on your mind? Does one of us have a big thing? We'll address that. We might spend the whole 10 minutes talking about that. We might spend the whole day talking about it. We might spend, you know, multiple conversations. But if there's not one of those things, then there's like an egalitarian nature to like, oh, I might share a thing, then you'll share a thing. It's not necessarily like, here's mine, here's yours, here's mine, here's yours. But there is an understanding amongst, uh, there's, you know, a fairness, a sense of, uh, I think that's ultimately when you know you have a good friendship because I think people constantly try to acquire that and there is a lot of times somebody who is acquiring way more time of the other person and it's without the give back. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I, I at, at my first meeting with a friend this morning, mm-hmm. the, uh, the breakfast, uh, there was, I remember a point during, we, I was hanging out with this guy for two hours and taught, we were talking, having a great time the whole time. And every once in a while, like, at one point, I actually noticed he's, he was, like, talking about a thing. And he's, like, like a, a, a musical jam at somebody's house. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, and so the thing with the home jam, and he was, like, actually, I'm not going to say that. And then he kept talking about another thing. And I, I grokked that. And I was, like, that's really interesting because I'm the kind of person. I'm, like, I'm just learning. You don't have to say everything thing. to everyone. Yeah. And, <laughs> In in fact, I mean, the lesson here is like we both at a certain point, I had to go to get to my next thing. He had to go to get to his next thing. So in that two hours, there was no time where we were like, oh, man, I wish he had. Like We we filled the time of sharing stories back and forth, mm-hmm. engaging, conversing. Uh, and I'm now I'm not now like, I wonder what that other story was like, you know, we, yeah, the the space, the space was filled. There is there is no emptiness or there's only emptiness whatever it is mm-hmm. uh like like i said if i had you know fewer appointments today i still i maybe i would read a book 
for an hour in yeah. between two of them. And I'm not going to get to the end of my life and be like, man. I wish, wish I, I would have had more time to finish that book between yeah, those two things. Yeah, or time. wish I hadn't have read that book. Could have seen another friend. Could have found out that home jam story. Like, wish yeah. whatever whatever thing didn't happen. I'm not gonna wish that it did happen because I'm uh, for those things. It's all bonus. I'm all I'm grateful for the the thing that did. I'm I'm grateful for the two hours of conversation I did have with my friend. See, I get like, I get caught up on cliffhangers. Like, well, it, but mine's it specifically when somebody's like. Um, they'll start to tell you something and they're like, ah, never mind. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. I understand. <laughs> I mean, here's I hear the thing that you said. Here's what, here's what I offer to you in that moment. You can be like, oh yeah, you don't have to tell me your boring thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah to- totally fine. I guess you, you, you realize that it was going to be a dumb story and, uh, well, especially if it has anything pertaining to you. Because then it's oh. like, well, now I'm definitely even more intrigued because I'm in the story. Oh. It's almost like looking through pictures of somebody's vacation and you're in one of the pictures. I want to look at that one. It is unfair <laughs> and, let's say, thoughtless in a way. I mean, they just didn't have the thought. But yeah. also, sometimes it's done on purpose. Oh, well, don't be friends with that person. <laughs> that seems like not your ideal. Uh, I feel like you're you're not matched well. Yeah. I, I recommend for me uh, a deal breaker in friendship is when the person uh, isn't my friend. You know, <laughs> it's very it's important for me. I mean, I'll still be your friend, but uh, you won't not, be mine. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like it's the friendship. Uh, really, it really depends on both people being yeah. friends. Yeah. You know? So if I, I'll be, I'm definitely gonna be friends. But if you're but not, that's what yeah. that's what I was talking about. You and Zach is like it. It it does take like work to find people who are willing to be like a give and take like my Frankie yeah, it, side and I uh, are very perfectly matched in that like oh yeah when either one of us like some of one of us might need more time for our thing exactly. or they might need, yeah. and there's an understanding of like all right well I want to tell you about my and it's like oh perfect yeah let's yeah. do it. you know what I mean and there's an open communication about it a hundred percent it's mm-hmm. like it takes two to make a thing go right yeah. you know it takes two to make it out of sight <laughs> I'm glad I got that far it's really what is love you know it's yeah. baby don't hurt me and... the song choices are what is most hilarious <laughs> thank you yeah. those late 90s early 2000s dance hits I was definitely not expecting that out of you I knew I loved you before I met you you know <laughs> thought I dreamed you until Oh, we have to do uh, the gripe of the week. We have to. We have to. It's part of the... Sorry. It's part of the thing. Oh, God. And my gripe is that we have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also good. You know, you, oh, sure. you engage with the audience and so forth. Oh, what is the gripe of the week? Um, well, the gripe of the week is where people submit things that they don't like. Oh. Gripes or pet peeves. So you'll it, share what they shared. And then um, and then we pick a favorite. We riff about oh, it and we pick a favorite. I accept. Um, let's see here. We have Sean Patrick Keeney. Ooh. His gripe of the week is, so I walk. Okay, here you read this. I can't. Oh, I don't, okay. It's just, it's a lot. I walk around with my cane and I stay in my lane. I like it. It's a song. Yeah. So no matter where I go, I always have some dumb arse walk right into me and either stop or give me some wicked look on their face as if I'm in the wrong here. No, no, no. I'm so frustrated with the ones that are me coming. Yep, it doesn't make sense. And <laughs> oh, that the ones that see me coming. Oh, see me coming. And okay. still kick or trip over my cane. And you know, I'm not waving it all around for them to be distracted to the point that they're oblivious to the surrounding area. And the kids, oy vey, that's a whole nother gripe, mainly due to the ignorant parents who allow the behaviors I've witnessed. 
So do you want me to read so it's more? Frustrating. Or? And so it's just frustrating to have a cane and people fucking trip on you. I get that, dude. Yeah, people, some people don't see it. Uh, and some people do see it. I, I and see that. still trip over it. Yeah. Yeah. That's always like it. Or <sighs> kick it. That seems like that's that seems less uh, ignorant and more like rude or mean. Yeah. Well, if they're running into it, I mean, they're, yeah. I don't know that they're necessarily kicking it on purpose. If that's the case, oh, man, yeah. you should hit them with that cane. <laughs> Put that cane to good use. Yeah. I think violence uh, begetting violence. That's the way to go. Yeah. I think that'll stop it. I think. <laughs> well, at just... least they're going to be aware of the cane a little bit more. Oh, yes. <laughs> Fair. Okay. That's that's number one. But that's, yeah, that's got to be super frustrating to be able to like, because um, I mean, I, I remember when I had had, I had broken my leg when I was a kid, when I was in like middle school, I had fractured and uh, people, when I was on crutches, people would run into me all the time and I'm like, I'm on one leg here. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And uh, and it was a lot easier to navigate when I was in a wheelchair because it's hard to fucking miss somebody that's sitting down and moving. Oh yeah. Versus somebody that's standing and hobbling. We do have some blind spots. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I uh, at, I live in Brooklyn and there's a, a food co-op that I'm a member of mm-hmm. and the job that I do is, at the co-op everybody works a, a shift a month. Sure. And the job I do is I'm a walker. I walk with people within like a half mile radius. If your car is parked or if your home is there, you get into the train and I bring the cart back. So you. You can bring, you can push the cart full of food to a place within a radius. And I was walking with a lady who had a cane and I asked how she was because it seemed like she was frustrated. And she said a similar thing that she's like, I hate when people like don't see, she's like, when people see the cane, she actually said, when people see the cane, they're always like respectful. Yeah. They're like, space. oh, let me. Yeah. But when they don't know you have a disability, uh, she says, she's like, and they don't see it, then. They might they might bump into you and get mad and then maybe then they see it and they're like oh oh I'm I'm even like more sorry yeah. than because even I'm, more embarrassed for not being observant yeah and and so it's we all like we all don't see everything of course and there's a thing that I I learned recently the idea of uh, be curious not furious and mm-hmm. this is not to tell people to do this but this is for ourselves to like if we if if we if there's somebody stopped in front of us and we were like, why aren't they going honk? You yeah. know, instead if, of honking, going, yeah. I wonder why they're, I wonder why they're not going. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder what's happening here. Like giving people the benefit of the doubt. There's a, there's an improv theater called the pit in New York, the people's mm-hmm. improv theater. And there's a sign in the backstage that's like advice for improv. But I like just in general, it says it as, always assume that everyone's a genius and everything's on purpose. Yeah. So like, what, why is this, why is this genius? Oh, maybe they have a reason. You know, why? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's for, my advice is real. I mean, it's not like you're asking for advice, but to the people who are like not noticing this person uh, and who are bumping it, like I feel like, or if people are getting mad, like people who are like, it's just, uh, yeah, I get it. It's, it's frustrating. You can't, you can't make them be different. Yeah. You, uh, you can't make them be more observant too. I mean, or I guess maybe, and you're like, I'm not waving my, my, cane all around I'm like maybe you should wave your cane all around though i understand that is a rude thing to do <laughs> um let's see here josh uh here we know here we go sherry harper's gripe of the week is my husband sets his alarm to go off 10 times in the morning one at a half an hour mark and then one every minute for 10 minutes and i feel so stabby over this wow yeah i mean that is that's a lot that is a lot i have had experiences like that and also it's it's so interesting because i know from what I've read and heard, statistically speaking, like you, that is getting certain. That's I've never heard it like every minute, but I've heard you know like snoozing every yeah, nine yeah. minutes over the course mm-hmm. of an hour. Like 
you get better sleep if you're not doing that. You get yeah. you get an Just extra one, hour. One, yeah, you get an yeah. extra hour of uh, ha- at least a half yeah. hour for you to wake up. You know, in thirty minutes as opposed to yeah. yeah. And when I was a kid, uh, like there were times when I would wake up, turn my alarm off, go back to sleep, get to school late because I made a mistake. Yeah. But then I eventually just like oh i move the alarm across the room and i have to get up and then that gets me up i don't I, maybe i'm i'm also fortunate in this but uh and there are some people like my girlfriend does set an alarm uh and it goes off many times now i it's just it's part of our life and i understand it and if you love a person and you want to live in the same room with a person like i mean maybe separate beds maybe divorce like, you know that's <laughs> but maybe it's it i mean if he's be, if he's getting you to the point where you're stabby that might be something I mean, to consider it it is i mean maybe yeah i don't i don't know what he if he needs this i mean i feel like uh have you had conversations about it like are you can you get into counseling is regarding there a way you this? can help him wake up so you don't have to go through this so much uh because, <laughs> or, or a separate bedroom i don't know if that's a, that's also like a luxury not everybody has yeah. so many rooms but uh if that, I mean, I hope that's the only thing in your relationship that's uh, the problem, but uh, yeah. if it's <laughs> yeah. not, get out of there. Get out yeah. of there. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I guess I, what I'm saying is I hear you. That sounds awful. Yeah. Um, I mm. used to be a snooze person. Now I'm not anymore. Yeah. I used to be a, a very. Oh, yeah. Same. Yeah. And then now I, I just, I have one alarm and then I go, oh, this is the time. And I'll set it where if it's, if I, I know I'm not going to get a lot of sleep, I'll set one snooze. I'll give myself an extra 10 minutes just because I know it's going to be a little bit harder to get up. But yeah, dude, that's a lot of fucking alarms in the morning, especially yes. if you're not like because I'm not an alarm person. Like I don't live an alarm life. Neither do you. So yeah. it's just even more jarring when you're not used to somebody yelling at you in the morning. It's true. Oof, even if it is a device. Um, all right. Let's do this last one. Oh. Jessica K. Long. Her gripe of the week is every single time I'm in a waiting area or in an area with children everywhere, grocery stores, um, Peds offices. All these people have their children stuck with a tablet or phone in their face. Most of these kids are under two, and my children don't, and people look at me like I'm crazy. Stop being lazy and retarding your children with screen time. The twat the twats most what? The twats most of these <laughs> People are in developmental therapy, the- therapy offices, and oh, that's what PEDS meant, is she meant like a pediatrician. pediatrician. Yeah. yeah. Um Developmental therapy offices and it tracks their children are not being helped in the fact it's proving that the constant screens are harming their kids, not to mention it's not teaching them how to act at all of these magic morons got their kids la la land to an okay, whatever. I get it. Just too much screen time. Can, <laughs> can I can I I'm I now I'm I'm happy that this is a a, a listener, I assume, who mm-hmm. Who is participating mm-hmm. in in the community? This is exactly what you're meant to do. Just real quick, you're also in those offices with your kid. I mean, yeah. if you're in a pediatrician's <laughs> office, they're there with screens. You're there without screens. Mm-hmm. There actually is. I actually just did. There's you know Shane Moss. Oh yeah, uh, Shane Moss, a comedian who does. Uh, he's one of my best friends, and he does this show called Stand Up Science, where he does. It's comedy about science. He has a com- another comedian on sometimes. And then he has two academics, scientists, professors, presenting research. One, and I w- went on tour with him for a week, uh, a month or two ago. And one of the scientists presented about our screens harming our children. Yes. And the answer is, it depends. The answer is, like, screens themselves are not problems. Like, if you 
if the kid is only looking at screens, if the kid, if you're using it as a babysitter, if a kid's in it four hours, eight hours, whatever, over yeah. and over. But there are shows that are interactive. There are educational shows. There are academically valid if you're using yeah, it. Things as that like, are actually yeah. stimulating for the kid to learn. Um, if you're I, doing it with them. So just screens by themselves. I do also understand that screens like seeing it all around, seeing everybody on the train, seeing like it does look like we are zombies. It's not just for kids. It is like yeah, a, for human, all humans, self yeah. included, mm-hmm. and and so it is a thing that I mean the the beauty, the good thing is uh, for this person, like you're living the way you're doing everything that you can for your child and in your life, and uh, and you're great, good, like you're. You, if you you can't you're not their parent you can't make them do things uh I, I do understand feeling judged isn't like your favorite thing of but, course but, but then that's also the insecurity of the other parents in that that they're not taking the time to you know and be be engaging with their kids because if if you you don't if the kid doesn't have a screen and it's then it's going to look around and start being inquisitive and question you're going to have to answer those questions instead of google you know what i mean so it's like i get that that's also frustrating um that you're doing the work and then a judgy parent's going to be like, oh, fuck you. Oh, I guess your kids are too good to have a screen in front of them. Like, I get that. But also, yeah. And you should feel proud of yourself for and that. Like, I'm, they're good because I don't have a yeah, screen. In yeah, front exactly. Of you can too. We <laughs> all can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're engaged, it sounds wonderful to, like, I, I understand that children are a gift. And uh, if you want them and have them and love them and are getting to, like put uh, as much positive engagement and energy and like time and education in as much as possible, then uh, yeah, just, I'd say keep focusing on that. You're, you're doing everything right as far as your kid goes and just forget about those people. Don't even the, like they're, they're like your screen. Don't look at them. You right. Know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, I think you're looking at those other people, their screens too much. Stop looking at their screens. Yeah. You're, those, it's like when you're screens. on a plane and yeah. you start watching a movie on yeah. somebody else's chair it's not you're not enjoying that's not it's not don't look at other people's screens yeah it's not your screen (laughs) just look at your child slash Mm -hmm. your screen (laughs) i do think like it it does uh it does fuck with people like socializing a little bit more um if they're really if the screen time is so much so that they are not engaging with actual human beings um i do think that skews things a little bit but also at the same time like like you were saying if you as long as you're curating what they have access to and um with the kinds of things that they are doing on the screens i think it makes all the difference now for choosing which one wins is it the most legitimate gripe is it the one that resonates with me the most is it i choose however i wish you you choose however you're you're the guest so you choose however you wish okay so it's either uh cane the cane um, it's the cane or the alarm or the, um, the children with screens. Yes. Uh, I think, I mean, they're so, so they're all wonderful. What a great, what <laughs> an honor to be nominated. Every single one of them. The last one really got me the, it got, got me in a way that I'm like, I, I'm now like, Ooh, I, I don't want to, I don't want to judge. Uh, and, but you'll notice I'm saying I don't want to judge. And, uh, but I think uh, the first one is so like uh, the person is is so helpless. The second person could uh, that I think it's oh boy, it's, it's so close. Everyone, everyone's so I want everyone to win, but <laughs> but I'll choose the alarm because that is something that I've experienced in my life and know 
Uh, I, what, how did you uh, navigate that? Because you said your girlfriend is a snoozer. So how did you navigate it? Since you're not an alarm person in general. I mean, it's. I think I've just adapted. I like the same the way that often the thing that keeps us from being as happy or content or fulfilled as we can is the discrepancy between where we are and where we think we ought be or where we should be or where we wish we were. Like if I, so I you wish, wish I, you were still sleeping. But I'm not, so I accept that. And mm -hmm. I think, so in the moment, it happens like that. And then over the course of time, maybe my body now understands. Uh, oh, that we can block that out a little bit. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so not you for adapt. Me. Yeah, yeah. It's not. Maybe. Oh, yeah. interesting. I, it, hasn't, it hasn't been that way for me for a while. So. <laughs> well, good. Tell, uh, tell everybody where to pl find you and, uh -oh. and plug you and plug your stuff. Uh, I'll tell everyone how to plug me. Yeah. <laughs> if, if anyone asks you to plug me, uh, my name is Mike Kaplan. Mike is spelled M-Y-Q. Kaplan is K-A-P-L-A-N. If you put all those things into social media, you know, anything slash or at mm -hmm. Mike Kaplan, you'll find those you'll find albums of stand-up comedy of mine on wherever you get your albums uh, yeah make sure you uh you play them on pandora and spotify or buy them they, yeah that's always nice you when get you get money apple music <laughs> itunes whatever whatever the thing is now Bandcamp. i do mm -hmm. have a special uh on amazon called small dork and handsome i do have a podcast of my own called broccoli and ice cream where i talk to people about the, their work in life and their joys in life as represented by broccoli and ice cream. Food makes one, sense. Oh yeah, you get, you get me. <laughs> one episode each week for free and then one at my Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Mike Kaplan. And uh, yeah, and I tour all around wherever, uh, wherever you are. I have probably been there or, <laughs> or want to be or haven't been since or so maybe never sure have. So make sure you go to his yeah. website. I'm certain your yeah, dates are on there. They mm -hmm. are. Or if they're, if my, if you're not, your place isn't there, then tell, tell the place near you to bring me. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll try to get there soon. Thank, hey, thanks so much. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for doing that. And thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. And thank you guys so much for listening. I, I love every fucking one of you. Ha -ha. I appreciate the shit out of you. Make sure you tell people about the podcast. Uh, write us a nice little review on the iTunes subscribe to the patreon uh i love money and uh, you guys will be the ones that provide it thank you so much for listening i'll see you next week bye guys no sir i don't like it 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 I don't like it. No, sir, I don't like it. I don't want your life. No, sir, I don't like it.